0: Well, welcome everyone to your Enneagram Coach the podcast. I'm Beth McCord. Yeah, I'm Jeff, and we are so excited to have you guys here today. I cannot wait for you to hear who our special guest is, but we're going to continue the conversation today about our new book, More Than Your Number, which releases September twentieth, and it talks all about our new proprietary Enneagram content, which is Enneagram Internal Profile or EIP for short. Um, But we know that you um, are waiting to hear the special guest is that I can't wait uh, to tell you. First, it is my fellow type nine. And second, it is Ryan O'Neill, also known as Sleeping At Last. So Jeff, can you just give us a brief update or not update, but a brief overview of EIP so we can jump into this conversation?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, if you're hearing this term EIP for the first time, I have no clue what we're talking about. That's (laughs) perfectly fine. You can check out episode 112 uh, where we go through an overview of what the Enneagram internal profile is. But in addition to that, if you want to know more about the type 9 EIP, then you can go back to episode 115. That's 115 where you can learn more. And that's both in audio as well as on YouTube. Well, what is EIP? Well, have you ever thought to yourself um, that you resonate with various parts of the Enneagram with various numbers? Or maybe even made a comment to yourself like, well, part of me wants to do this or part of me wants to do that. Or maybe you've even thought like, well, I know that there's a stress path, but sometimes when I go down that path, I feel more healthy. So what is, how do I even make sense of something like that? Well, EIP helps to clarify some of these things, that we have six basic parts to our EIP, and that is uh, the first two are the misaligned wounded child, that is misaligned with the truth of the gospel, and our beloved child. And the four connecting types, the two wings and the two paths, when they're functioning on behalf of the wounded, they're going to show up in misaligned ways or unhealthy ways. But whenever they're uh, on behalf of the beloved child, we're actually going to find our sense of giftedness and calling and where we're showing up in life in a much more healthier way. And so what EIP is helping us to do is to identify the various parts of our hearts so that we can move beyond just descriptions of our behaviors, but actually move towards Self leadership, and to invite the Holy Spirit into this into uh, this work that we're doing, in order to align our hearts with what we know to be true about what Jesus has taught us. Beth, before we begin, why don't you do this? Why don't you do give us an overview of the type nine? Because you're familiar with <laughs> it
0: <nines. laughs> I hope so. You've
1: like lived with a nine for well, your entire life.
0: Yeah, I mean it's funny because it's like, well, maybe I am familiar, but maybe I'm not because we really <laughs> don't know ourselves very well. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Maybe you'll have to jump in and add some. Oh, of your sure.
1: <laughs> Yeah, you're not telling the
2: whole truth, Beth. <laughs> right, right.
0: <laughs> okay, so as type nines, we're easygoing, pleasant, calm, and always willing to accommodate without strong preferences of our own. But this hides the fact that we really want independence and autonomy. Basically, behind the scenes, I'll let you know, we really just don't want to be bothered. We just want inner peace. (laughs) And so when life and people interrupt that inner peace, we usually try to figure out, okay, well, how can I accommodate so I can get back to that peaceful state as quickly as possible? Um, And we don't often express our own desires and feelings because... We kind of grew up really trying to avoid conflicts and discord and just staying connected with people. So we went along to get along. So we really didn't take the time to get to know ourselves. Now, the core motivations of the type nine are that the core fear is being in conflict, uh, tension of any kind, any kind of discord, feeling shut out, overlooked, or losing any kind of connection with others. Now, our core desire is to have inner stability and peace of mind. We struggle with the core weakness of sloth. Now, sloth here really is not about laziness, though we do love our cozy comforts. It's about remaining in an unidealist or unrealistic and an idealistic world to keep the peace.
1: When you talked about cozy comforts, I literally had the thought last night because you were refusing to go to bed and you were on the couch (laughs) and you were. You were so bundled up, like, cozied up. I'm like, she's about to go to sleep for the rest of the night. Yeah.
0: Well, I didn't want to lose connection with you. I wanted to keep watching shows, but I was so tired. so funny. So I I eventually decided.
1: I am part of your cozy comfort?
0: Sure. Well, most of the time. (laughs) I'm sure there's time that's not. (laughs) So anyway. So we like to not be disturbed by our anger. So we fall asleep to our passions, abilities, needs, and worth by merging with others. But we have a core longing, and this is the message our heart longs to hear, and that's your presence matters. So type nines, we do have a few weaknesses. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We can be very sensitive to criticism and can take it very personally. Um, We feel confused and unclear about our own desires and purpose and calling. I basically talk about it being that we have this internal fog, that we can't really see what we want. We can see very clearly what others want or need and willing to accommodate. Um, But that means that we just really lack the own personal discipline to get to know ourselves. Now, one other thing is we can be kind of stubborn. I don't know if you know this, Jeff.
1: I've never (laughs) known you to be stubborn.
0: (laughs) But on the high side, the the best qualities that we can offer is that we really do – Um, take time to learn about ourselves and honor ourselves and speaking up for ourselves and what we want in an assertive way. And this allows us to extend our true abilities and passions where we can still accommodate, but we're also still living out who we were intended to be. Um, And so instead of people pleasing, we align with what God has called us to do. And this truly blesses the world from a remarkable place.
1: Well, our special guest for today, uh, as we mentioned earlier, is Ryan O'Neill, uh, AKA Sleeping at Last. Uh, he is the Chicago-based singer, songwriter, producer, and composer. He is one of our favorite artists, favorite. and seriously, listen to his music. Uh, for Beth, I think she listens most days. Yes, like, yeah, please uh-huh. understand. As all of your Enneagram coach has continued to scale and new things created.
0: When I'm in my Ryan creation mode, Ryan has been mode. in her ear. <laughs> yes. When I'm in creating mode, I'm always listening to Sleeping Out. And last.
1: you may think to yourself, like, well, I've never heard his music before, but maybe you've oh, been you a have. listener of the podcast. Well, guess what? The intro music is one of Ryan's songs. Yeah. Well, he also did a masterful job of creating a song for each Enneagram type. In fact, we have all nine songs artwork in our uh, great room in our home, and our son has the same. Now, you'd expect that. That's Enneagram legacy. That's, uh, kids don't have a choice. They just have to have Enneagram art, I guess. Yeah,
0: and we'll go ahead and say hello to him because it's behind him as
1: well. That's right. It's behind Ryan as well. Ryan, thank you so much for your time and joining Hi us there. on the
2: podcast oh my gosh it is so my pleasure I'm, I'm excited to talk with you guys
0: uh well yeah so behind you that if, if yep. no one is if you're not on youtube you got to go to youtube and watch but yeah so you have the nine enneagram artwork that goes with each of the songs that yes. you wrote yeah and
2: painted you... by alicia Edigento. and um yes. yeah these are the originals back there that you can only see at an angle <laughs> but <laughs> like are, like originals originals ones the original originals, like where I'm scared to touch them, but they're in there (laughs) and they're, you know, museum quality frames. Sure.
0: Oh, that's amazing. You know, Ryan,
1: I was just uh, doing some coaching today and the music, the songs, uh, it, it just seems like there are songs that are just popular to everyone and they enjoy them, but it's almost like you wrote specific letters to these people of each of the Enneagram types What was it for you that was just so remarkable, miraculous about writing those songs?
0: We'll be back after a quick break. Moms, it's here. Registration is open for Enneagram for Moms cohort. Yes, from May 6th to May 13th, you can grab your spot to be in one of the cohorts with moms of the same Enneagram type, plus with a certified Enneagram coach leading the way. Wouldn't that be the most amazing thing to be with like-minded moms who really understand what it's like to be on your journey as a mom from your type? Yes, it will feel so validating, reassuring, affirming, encouraging. You don't have to mom alone anymore. Go to your forward slash cohorts to grab your spot today because there's only 25 spots available for each cohort. Now we have a cohort for all nine types in the daytime and one in the evening. But when the spots are filled up, they're gone. So grab your spot today at yourintegramcoach.com forward slash cohorts. The groups start the week of June 10th and go until the week of July 29th. There are 90-minute sessions and there's eight of them. Plus, you'll get a free Facebook group community where you can continue the conversation with one another. Join today.
2: yeah first of all thank you for saying that that means a lot um when i decided i i first became familiar with the idea of the enneagram through my friend chris huertz and this mm-hmm. was probably about four or five years before i decided to write these songs and it was watching him talk and teach about the enneagram that everything all the pieces just kind of clicked in my head and i was like oh my gosh i need to write a song from the perspective of each of these types so i just kind of like you know earmarked it as an idea and then eventually, once um, once it made sense to do that in my Atlas project, which is this kind of long-form long series of songs, um, I started in on the first song, One. And I think it was like maybe a week or two into that that I realized like, oh, this is not just writing songs. This has to be, this is really presumptuous of me to mm. decide that I'm going to write from the perspective of nine mm. very uniquely different types than my own as a type nine. Um, so that put a huge amount of, Pressure, but also a, a, an amount of respect or reverence um, towards yeah. each of the types, and um, so that just led to like really deep research right away. So I, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just writing a descriptive song about each mm-hmm. of the types. I wanted to write and understand how it might feel, just a little bit, to to actually struggle with the wounds of that type, or to um, kind of revel in the in the beauty of that type, and it, it took a lot longer to write those songs than I had <laughs> yes. anticipated. Um, uh, you know, most other themes that I get excited to explore, they're they're a little bit more abstract or like, you know, I wrote a song for each of the planets in our solar system. Saturn does not care if I screw that right. up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's true. You know, no, That's true. It, it's not a big deal. Um, but once I realized that people were kind of, Um, any listeners that gave me feedback, uh, like when I announced that I was going to write these Enneagram songs, I just, I kept hearing the same theme, which was, I can't wait to hear my song. And something about that language was just like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, that's right. this is not, this is no longer just me writing songs for fun. This is, I I need to honor each type the best that I possibly can. And so for each of the types, one of the things that I think stuck out the most to me was I didn't feel ready to write the song until my heart kind of broke for the type. And there was something that I learned, like for the type one, just kind of recognizing that the self-critic and completely recognizing myself in the self-critic of the type one, um, something about like the the idea of like the self-criticism that they feel or that you are, you're in tune with is only, you know, the tip of an iceberg for what they're feeling inside. Like that, something Mm -hmm. about that just like tore me up and I was like, Mm -hmm. now I know how to write that song. Now. Yeah. I understand what the angle is or what the, what the point of it should be, because they should be redemption stories. That's, that's what I really wanted to write. I didn't want to write, um, as I said, descriptions in the, in the form of a song. So, um, But I did feel um, with every song that I identified as that type, like uh, by the end of it, I'm like, maybe I am a one. Right, Maybe I am a type two. Going going I
0: did that for yeah. years. I'm it's such sure a, ni- a type nine history. thing. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. Well,
1: it's such a like a, a kind of a cliche well, nine. Ryan, like nine. I, hearing about your process, I think, is e- even more so that whenever we consider the idea of looking into our spouse's types or our mm-hmm. kids' types or our sure. friends to realize that you can't just go to a website and read a page and all of a sudden you get this type. Totally. Uh, and, which totally. speaks to why we even titled the mm-hmm. book, which was a kind of a catchphrase in the Enneagram world, is that I'm more than a stinking number. Mm-hmm. We didn't name the right? book that it way. It's a little more polished. <laughs> That's right. But there we're so much more. There's so much more complexity than just simply a description on yeah. a page. And to spend time with and to begin to experience part of the the brokenness. That's not only a process, part of what it means to find your type, but it also means yeah. to get to know our types. And, and exactly right. You know, one of the things that, as I think about this too, uh, when we hear the songs, we think it, it's almost like we're hearing the song that our father sings over us. Like I I see uh-huh. you, I know you. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm not afraid of you. I'm not disappointing you. I I, I am present, and so in, incredibly oh, grateful. Incredibly grateful. Oh wow! Thank well, you. Right. Well, Ryan, why don't we jump into nineness? Well, Well, oh, on. you got something yeah. important.
0: So, um, I want to ask maybe three specific questions regarding to writing your yep. songs, or or highlight three things. One, mm-hmm. when I first started listening, I think it was Type One song that came out that I, I mean, like. I don't, I can't remember if I had heard his music before or recognized it was the same artist. Anyway, all that to be said.
1: At, at a church, a pre-service. That's right.
0: That's right. So, but no matter what, I didn't know your are Enneagram type. But when I heard okay. that song, and I think especially maybe when I heard two, I was like, if this guy's not a nine, I will be shocked <laughs> because, no and this is,
1: because you're Yoda and you can just, feel you're like, the best. <laughs> <type. No.
0: laughs> But you can, but you can feel
2: I, it in the air, yeah,
0: yeah. But in all that, I just want people to understand, especially nines that are out there, what beautiful gifts nines can bring to this world if you're willing to step into the uncomfortableness of showing up. And absolutely, what you did was you, because nines can see all nine perspectives except for their own, which we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. And and we can embody that type. We can we have empathy and sympathy and compassion and we literally feel we step in their shoes. And that's why I, when I was listening to your songs because the, the nuance of it, the like even listening to your podcast. So if you guys are interested, listen to his podcast on each of the songs, he he breaks it down into why he chose what he chose. But what I love is that you only had, artist play alongside you if they were that type yes. and you would have then also little um, sounds or uh, music stamps or sa- sound stamps that were from yeah. those types embedded in. And so what I love is that you honored the type in so many various mm-hmm. ways and you showed up to create the song and, you know, produce and execute the song. Even though you were a nine, I know that when you were doing it, you were embodying that that type, and uh, so with that, you. I would love for two things. I'd love for you. Oh, there's something I want to ask you about the Type Eight song in regards to that, and then I want to yeah. ask you about the struggle it was to write your own song, and then yeah. we'll dive yeah. into ty- dive into Type Nine. So That's the first so thing great. I want to talk about is the Type Eight. So oh my gosh, so Eight is a very strong part of who I am, yeah. um, and it goes Our back house. to. Yeah, goes back to when I was a little girl. My brother teased me a lot and there were these moments like my eight part was like, I'm done, you know, but I was four years, four years younger. So she like tried to be as strong and, you know, protective or whatever. And, you know, I mean, you're four years younger. It's not really doing yeah. anything, but that part of me was there to really speak up for myself, to protect myself. Um, and. So there's this part, I I love her, you know, but she also can get me in trouble at times. (laughs) Right. Right. So when that song came out, I'm so glad I listened to it by myself because I literally wept, like just wept, because it touched a part of me that I resonate so strongly with. Even though it's not my main type, it's such a strong part. But what I want you to share is, as I was just saying a second ago, how you as a nine can embody that type tell us what happened in the song because you literally took on the persona of an eight so much that what, what happened at the, you know, at the climax of the song?
2: Yeah. Um, that was, that was a, I really enjoy it. It kicked my butt to be totally right. <laughs> Writing that song was, was there was, there was like two or three in the Enneagram songs that really took it out of me and type eight in my own type nine takes the cake actually. Um, but type eight, I, I I felt like it's the easiest type to, I don't know, it, it takes the most beating out of every type, you know, because they mm-hmm. are so big and powerful. They feel like, I, I feel like anytime you learn about a type eight or the Enneagram in general, you can like, they they seem so tough that it seems easy to like push, push them around. And so I really wanted to play around with that. I, some of my closest friends are type eights. And so mm-hmm. I really wanted to make sure that I could like try to embody that strength and that power i i as far as a wing goes i don't know that i have much of an eight wing Mm -hmm. um other than just a deep connection with uh, the people that identify as a type eight um but i really wanted to like just pour everything i could like do that um do that same thing that the the type eight does and just like just pour it all out in in the song Mm -hmm. and so when i was recording the vocals for that song i really wanted to like I wasn't trying to protect my voice. I just really like wanted to, and I wrote it in a higher key so that it would force me to, mm-hmm. you know, project as much as I possibly could. And there was several takes that I, I, I very nearly passed out because I was singing so hard and so loud. Wow. Um, and I really, I just wanted to, I wanted to um, kind of have that, that energy that the, that every type eight that I know has, um, which is always so interesting to me that the type eight is, you know, uh, on a on a public level or socially they they have this huge personality but really they're just like the softest sweetest you know people underneath and so i wanted to i wanted to have kind of both things so like the instrumentation Mm -hmm. is is strings and um you know kind of uh it's got it's got some beauty to it and then also like the, the song starts kind of abruptly like there's just like a big kind of smash like the music just kind of crashes in. Um and the same thing with the ending. Like there's I wanted it to be like if you were looking at it as a wave file, it just mm-hmm. was a box. That's what I yeah. that's what I wanted it to be. <laughs> yeah. Um it starts yeah. and it stops. Um yeah. but yeah, I I I loved writing that song. It was very very fun because again, I feel like it's so easy to uh, either poke fun at or or just kind of like you just mm-hmm. assume a type A can take it, but they're super yeah. sensitive like everyone, you know.
0: Yeah. When I love that you gave all the passion and the physical attributes you have in the song to the point of passing out, you know, like, yeah. and that's <laughs> what an eight would do. An eight, an eight gives all that they have until their body yeah. literally stops. And and I'm
2: kind of jealous when that happens. Like I, I see my type eight friends like just going for it and every, and mm-hmm. everything that they do. And I'm like, man, it would be nice to not be so conservative with my energy.
0: <laughs> Cause yeah. I am always like, <laughs>
2: right. Or we yeah. could just, you know, hang out at home. We could just <laughs> chill. Know? Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, um, so what I would love is that um, as we go through you as a type nine, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll use, you know, like you writing the song as a type nine, yeah. um, painting that picture, but also just the journey of being an artist and like getting yourself out there. Because as we all know, as nines, it's like we have this record player message in our mind. Don't assert yourself. You know, don't promote yeah, yourself. Sure. Don't look arrogant. And sure. yet... Really, the the things that we can offer the world the most and the, and the best things we can offer is when we show up, um, yeah. but how hard that is. So let's take a look at uh, the wounded child a little bit. And um, then we'll just take a look at the wounded child, and the beloved child. We're going to kind of truncate yeah. this a little bit differently than... And so we're just going to mm-hmm. like wipe that all out. Uh, we're going to kind of truncate this because I want to make sure we capture mm-hmm. all this, but I want to give you as much time to just tell cool. us about your process of learning. Cause I know you've been on this long journey and like sure. you said, type, <laughs> type nine, you know, kicked your rear in um, in the process of yeah. learning, which that's really how it did. is for all of us type nines. Yeah. So the wounded child part of the type nine is the part of us that is wounded and afraid. And we really think our presence doesn't matter or our voice yeah. doesn't matter. We think no one really wants us to show up. We can't like, you know, say, Hey, look at me or look at this or look what I did. Um, and so we hide and we get quiet. And if we feel any kind of tension in life, we try to quickly assess what that tension is. We can feel it in our gut and we get scared and we just want to accommodate the best. Like, what do you need? What do I, you know, like, how can I make you happy? And that's the biggest thing is how can I make people happy? But in that process, we lose ourselves. So even as children, um, we were trying to be connected to our parents and that may have happened. It may not have happened, but we were trying. And so we would look at them and we would take in their, their thoughts, their wants, their desires, but then it would kind of flush us out. And they probably didn't even know this. And so it's like, yeah, I'll totally do that with you, mom or dad. And you know, it's like, do I really want to do it? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Let's connect. Um, right. But then when we get older, it becomes, I don't, I don't know myself. Cause I remember when someone right. asked me, Hey, if you you know could do whatever you want for a million dollars what would you want and i'm like i don't know i know what i could buy jeff or my kids and it kind sure. of freaked me out like i don't know um, and so that process of waking up to ourselves is really hard it's like this internal fog that it takes it's a very slow process but if we are willing to go that process we will eventually see ourselves um, little bit by little bit now the beloved part of our heart is the part that knows how god created us and that we not only have the ability to see all nine types and to accommodate and to love and to honor all the nine types to have them have a voice but we allow ourselves to have a voice we show up we offer the world the best of of who we are by not accommodating but by mediating by bringing people together and it honors everyone, and they feel seen and heard and loved, which is really what people are looking for. So, Ryan, I'd love to hear, how has the wounded child part of your heart shown up in your life? And then what was the what's the been the process as using the Enneagram and maybe your own faith in seeing and learning about the beloved child and how that's all played into your music?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So it was funny, writing all eight songs before the Type 9, I... I was, I, people kept making jokes to me that it's going to be so hard to, to write the the type nine song. And I was so confused by that because to me, it sounded like, I'm like, all my songs are type nine songs. I've been writing since I was 10. You know? <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is why I listen
0: um, to them all day. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, so I, I really genuinely was surprised when I started writing the type nine song and just realizing that like, yeah, like I, I can probably write that descriptive version of a type nine song. And it felt very mm. much like a specimen. Like I, I see other nines and I'm not bringing mm. much of myself to it, but I can, I can write that song. And so I did, I actually wrote quite a bit of it and then mm. kind of my, my, my radar you know, wouldn't let me, you know, put that out there. So I just kept realizing like, all right, in the same way that my heart has to break for all these other types, I I need to like first probably figure out who I am. Cause it was like you said, It was this very scary kind of process for me um, to to realize, like, this has actually been a recurring theme in my life, especially in the last couple of years, is what do you want? And I have no answer. Like, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. It's the most unsatisfying thing for anybody else to hear, but it's even more unsatisfying to, to truly not know what you want, whether it's, like, a direction with my career or um the next you know season of life with my family and it's Mm -hmm. it's it's just a weird thing to kind of recognize that those parts have been turned down and that was that was the big kind of moment in writing this song for me um and just personally unrelated to the song is just realizing that like i have turned the volume down of most of who i am since i was a kid and i can kind of pinpoint that it was it wasn't based on any i had a beautiful childhood my parents Mm -hmm. were amazing especially my mom um and I feel, I feel like I had all of the love accessible in the world, and I truly mm-hmm. felt unconditionally loved. And but somehow, when I was about fourteen years old, um, there was a, there was this shift. Whether it was, I think it was subconscious, but it was this shift that basically meant that I'm going to take like a backseat position. I didn't yeah. want to figure out what I want. I wanted to just facilitate everyone else's desires and what everyone else wanted and it wasn't even this even as i'm saying it i'm like that sounds so selfless and it's it's not it was just um easier Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's easier to do that than it is to um to to own who you are and to show up and still mediate and still create peace Mm -hmm. um what you want is such a conflict when it comes to peace you know with other people because what you want might not be what other people want and that creates this tension so when i was writing the song um like i said there was this first version that just did not touch on any part of who i am it was more of like a clinical study of the the type 9 <laughs> specimen and i threw that away and because i realized that like no this needs to be the most even if it's really sad which it kind of mm-hmm. was, it was it all really did break my heart um, to realize that like i've turned the volume down on who i am Um, and that even, even with making music, it's this interesting thing, as you said, it's hard for type nines to put ourselves forward, Mm. but for some reason I I found, I found a path in putting myself forward in music for Mm. all of my teenage and, and now adult years so far, um, which is so contrary to who I am in other areas of life. So I, I'm very like, I'm very confident in my music. Most of the time I'm usually, you know. It depends on the yeah, moment yeah. that you ask me, but I, I put it out there. I continually put it out there and I've done that since I was a kid. And what I realized in writing this song was like, oh, I'm actually not very in touch with my heart. Even though I'm writing these extremely heart forward songs, these songs that mean the absolute world to me, they are my, my deepest secrets and my journal and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, by doing that in, in the craft of songwriting, I've actually forgotten that i need to do that in my life that i need to like so i have considered myself up until writing the type 9 song as a very like heart forward person and i i think learning more about the type 9 and realizing no i've actually like my identity isn't sleeping at last it 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 it, it has been too intertwined and um once i realized that it kind of it made me sad and realizing how how reserved I've been with my emotions and my heart in my life to my wife and to my kids and to my family and um so it was was like a it was a very sobering uh, Mm -hmm. moment for me to realize that like I've I've not been leading with this this quality that I have that all nines have um, and it is it is heart, you know and I really 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 wanted to um change that so writing the type nine was me reconciling that problem and then also trying to figure out a way forward to forgive myself and to, mm. to um, to wake up. And so yeah. that, um, but it was the hardest song I've ever written by, by, a, you know, a country mile. And um, it also, I, in retrospect is probably, it is probably the most personal song I've ever written. And it is, which is so cliche because obviously it's my type, it's, it's a type nine, but um, <laughs> it was, it was um, a much deeper dive into myself and, my wounds than I was expecting. And yeah. um, so I, I, I guess to your question, um, that made me very familiar with my wounds. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, I would, I, before writing that song, I, you know, I, I'd, I'd latch onto a couple ideas of those, and I'd be working on things personally. But learning and, and researching type nine kind of for the sake of other people, because I'm like, well, I have to, there's not, you know, I'm not the only type nine in the world, I have to write it I have, to, yeah. I have to write something for the type nine. Cause if it was up to me, I just would skip that song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just move, move on. Eight, eight Enneagram. I just changed it. Um, Let's focus on everyone so, else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how I kind of felt. And, um, but so that made me very familiar with, with those wounds and, um, kind of had me, it, it made me face them in, in some way. So I'm still doing that. I'm still doing the work. I'm, I'm trying to do the work. Yeah. at facing those and I think that's and, yeah.
0: I think that's important to actually highlight and I would love I wish we could <clears> like <throat> see comments on the screen or something of other nines because i I think what you just said had this like aha moment for myself is type nines we we feel connected to both our parents or caregivers um, whether we were or not we or we tried to I should say sure. but I would say majority of nines feel a connection to. Um, their caregivers, whether they should have or should not have. And usually the nines will paint an unrealistic and idealistic version of their childhood more than what was really there because it's way too scary to think of anything else. Like we just want to like, everyone's great. You know, everything was fine because to, or, you know, like I was, you know, I was fine. You know, I just, you know, I had a normal childhood, which, Some people had great, but all of us have had pain and sorrows, but it's just too painful for the nine to wake up to the reality and to dive into their own story where there was pain and suffering. And so we, we try to skip over that and kind of numb ourselves out, but we can't truly show up in the world unless we start to do that work. But it's so scary. And so to have other people in our life that will listen and, and that's what's hard because most people get in the trap with the nine because when the nine's talking, usually people can overpower the nine or start talking over the nine or they look kind of bored and the nine's thinking, oh, they don't want to listen to me. I'll just shift the conversation back onto them and then the sure. other person talks for the rest of the hour, two hours, three hours. And so the 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 beauty is if you can find someone that really wants to listen to the nine and the nine story yeah. and allow them to really unfold their story. Because the nine has a hard time seeing it for themselves. But for someone to empathetically listen is so powerful. And I think for the nines out there, I know it's scary to dive into your story, but the beauty that's going to come out of it is you being able to fully be present for others in ways that you never thought possible. And I really feel like that's what your songs did for everyone is that you were able to go there for them, but even for us nine. So I know I wept with eight, but I wept just as hard with nine. Well, and I was at a, a mastermind conference um, actually speaking on the Enneagram to Stu, Stu McLaren's uh, mastermind group. And I luckily was sitting down and my daughter, I think it was Libby, it might have been Nate. They sent me the image that like you had posted on Instagram because you posted the the animal image that she had painted sure. for the type nine before the song came out. Yeah, They sent it to me. I literally was crying in the uh, middle of all of these people. Of course I was trying to like hide it because yeah, the elephants so have represented so much of how I see myself. Mm-hmm. We are yeah. so on one side gentle and kind and communal, but we're so strong and we have such yeah. a big presence. Yet we we diminish it as if it's really nothing. But when we're passionate about something, you better watch out. Here we come. Yeah. And that's how I feel <laughs> about the work that you offer is so you you write from a place of knowing and you deliver from that place. So I just want to say thank you, thank you so much for oh my gosh. honoring each of the types and more importantly really honoring the nine because I know that I can just imagine how hard that must have been to put thank yourself you. out there in such a vulnerable way.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for saying that. That's, that means the world to me.
0: So now everyone's got to listen to all the songs. Um, So let's dive into – so with EIP, you have six parts. We just talked about the first two, the wounded and the beloved, which is connected Mm -hmm. to the nine. And then we have the two wings and the two Enneagram paths, which is the the ones that are connected with the lines. So let's dive into the wings real quick. And I know I'm kind of – sorry, Jeff. I'm just kind of –
1: I'm just letting the nines take over the podcast. I know. Get
0: out of here. We got this. (laughs) It's about time you
1: sixes but kept your mouth it. shut. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but anyway, want to because I know Ryan, you only have so much time, so I want to honor your time. You. And because I'm a nine, I can just kind of breeze through this pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: so I want to paint a picture. I'm going
1: to be here to support you.
0: Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. I mean, I want you to try me because what I want to do, Ryan, and I haven't done this for the other types until the end of our conversation but I want to paint sure. the picture of this, the nine from how I view myself and how I experience. and I would love to hear, and you, you, this is the first time you've heard this. So trust me if it's like, Hey, I get it. If you're like, I don't know, I haven't thought of it that way, but I'd mm-hmm. love to hear if you could resonate with how I experience my type nine from this EIP perspective. Sure, so yeah. as we talked about the wounded child and I call her little Bethy, cause that's the l- little girl in me. Um, and she's just trying to keep the peace everyone and then coach beth is the one that shows up for the podcast and my courses and all that stuff and so but then so if we follow the wounded child little Bethy, if she's kind of feeling like especially like let's say with jeff and i and this you can kind of imagine for you and your wife like if i can't tell how he's doing like are you okay is there some tension or is he getting kind of intense then my little Bethy is like, "Uh oh!" And so my sixth part—I call her when she's not aligned. I call her Worrying Wendy, and she's yeah, yeah. she's she's acting as the six, but on the behalf of the nine. So she's like, yep. "Okay, what's happening?" She's getting worried. She's thinking of all the possible scenarios. Okay, was well, he upset about this, or what about that? What well, could have been this? Well, what if we do it this way, or what if we have a conversation like that, or what if we should just wait? Well, no, he wants us to be assertive. So, but I don't really feel like being, you know, so she gets all jumbled up with all the possibilities of relationship connection. But then my three part, which I call her not so good enough, Natalie, she's like, you're not doing this very good. Like you're, you're kind of not a great wife. Like you're just not showing up. You're, you're, you know, he's going to be super disappointed in you. You're failing at this. You're pretty much worthless. That's what she's saying. Then my type one shows up and I call her when she's not aligned, vicious Victoria. And she brings a baseball bat and the inner critic, she just comes at me like you are a bad wife. Like, and she just lays out all of these things and it's just so painful. But then my type eight part comes and I call her raging Regina and she's had it with all of these other parts. Like she's like, ready to plow over all of them and just say, forget you all. You're not helpful to little Bethy, but I will be. So then she comes and she's a little bit more assertive in her relationship status with Jeff and kind of wants to plow over him, though he and my kids say, mom, it's because I think of it as like becoming the Hulk. And they're like, your Hulk is like a foot tall. Like It's really not the Hulk. And I'm like,
1: angry in the rain.
0: <laughs> but it feels huge to me. You know, like, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, really yeah. angry. And so I feel like, oh, no, here comes Regina because she's going to, like, hurt relationships and, like, cause more conflict. But she's trying to help. Um, and so that's kind of how it plays out yeah. with the wounded child. The
2: wounded. Yeah.
0: And.
1: Well, why don't we pause yeah, before you go into the that's beloved. what I was going to say. Yeah. So
0: I'll, I'll show what it looks like when the beloved's online. But does that sure. resonate with you? And if so, like, oh, yeah. how do you see it?
2: Absolutely. A hundred percent. And I've gone through different seasons of my life where definitely, you know, right now I would say just to be vulnerable. Um, So I lost my mom in March and she and I were extremely, Mm -hmm. extremely close. Mm -hmm. And um, I can tell that six part, that path is lit up in a way that has never been lit up in my life before where um, (laughs) like my grieving process has kind of turned that part of me on. And I'm like, I'm a, I'm a worrier in general, but um, this is like, like, it's a lot of anxiety is, is yeah. created. And there's so many what ifs in my, in my world in the last, you know, four months. And, um, and I've been kind of observing that. Cause I, I think like you said, that, that part of me is trying to help. It's trying to make yeah. sense of something that doesn't make sense to me. Um, it, it, if, if my goal is, is my, my desire is peace. It, it, it's not here right now. And therefore, mm-hmm. you know, that type, that part of that, that sixth part of me is, is examining everything, like saying nothing feels safe, and so I have that very, very loud um, in my ear, and um, the Type One part that is ultra critical in, in the wounding that is that's that's been a that's been a a, a path or a, a passenger for a very long time for me, and mm-hmm. that's that was part of writing the Type One song was realizing like oh shoot, I, previous to writing the song, I would have thought I have nothing in common with the Type One but Mm -hmm. that self-critic is, is hardcore, a part of my world and Mm. is constantly holding me to a standard that's impossible. Um, and the type three aspect of it, um, in the, in the, um, the wounded version is definitely like, I I think I said something earlier today to my wife. I'm like, yeah, I just don't know. Like the amount of songs I've put out this year is just kind of embarrassing, you know, like, and I get it. Mm. I've gone through some hard stuff, but like what am I doing? Like, like, it's constant, like, like a a, a keeping score over yeah. there a little bit, you know? Um, yeah, like,
0: like, and that's why I call her not good enough. It's like, she's constantly like, yeah. ah, that's not really good enough, is it?
2: Yeah, exactly. Like I've worked and so it's hard. Like, it's, it is critical, but it doesn't feel like it's not the right. one energy where it's like, you suck. <laughs> not that yeah. type ones would say that. But my my self critic is constantly saying that and um the three aspect of me is is just constantly reminding me that there's there's a a status quo that i'm not hitting Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: that is hard and then the 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 eight part of me that is definitely that point is um it's flaring up and really random like you like you said like the the one foot tall hulk like (laughs) when i get mad it's so awkward like i'm not good at it So it's like (laughs)
0: that's what my family says.
2: It's like almost funny. Like I right, have yelled at a couple people recently that you know definitely needed to be yelled at, (laughs) and I'm pretty sure, like in retrospect, I don't think I was really yelling. I think I just said that I'm I'm a little frustrated with this. But in my head, (laughs) oh man, I knocked that person out. Like I should probably apologize. (laughs) That was pretty intense um and realizing that like no i just i'm like you know what i really didn't appreciate that (laughs) that was that was the extent of it um (laughs) so yeah so that that eight part is i've noticed in my in my grief in the past um four Mm -hmm. or five months that um like the it's not even i I mean it's it's a little disconnected from anger but i believe it is from like the the eight part of me
0: yeah
2: that is just like it's an uh, like an It is unacceptable that certain things are unfair. You know what I mean? Like there's like a a principle. I'm getting more frustrated about principles um, than I am about actual things happening. (laughs) Excuse me. I'm getting over this I can remember
1: uh, in some training that I took uh, when we did Strength Finders, and uh, one of the things that uh, it was under Dan Allender, and Allender was talking about how these strengths were uh, the mechanisms that we use to cope with the tragedy. With the trauma. So it, it would make sense then that experiencing loss, mm-hmm. that all the parts of you that are there intended to care for you would now come online to try to resolve this tragedy tragedy in your life, to bring comfort, to bring peace, all out of the core motivations of the nine of, well, I, how do I, how, to someone I was attached to mm-hmm. and having lost, what does that mean for me now? would be incredibly sad
2: thank you yeah i i i was telling i think my therapist that it feels it's so dramatic to say and i'm i'm 39 years old so my childhood is long gone but (laughs) with my mom's passing it really is the passing of my childhood because she's my connection to every part of that you know i have my brother i have my dad but like even even facts about who I am, just I don't have a I don't have an amazing memory in general. Like mm. I, like stuff that happened last year, I'm still kind of like what what was that again? Um, <laughs> Me too. But my mom mm-hmm. was like this go to like, hey, my daughter was asking about you know, the toys that I played with when I was six. Like what what I don't remember. I have no idea. Or like what was what was I into? She knew, and so now mm-hmm. with her passing, it sort of was like oh that's gone now. And there is this, like you said, all these parts are now online that are trying to reconcile that loss yeah. um, of my childhood, you know, but
0: as a 39-year-old. Well, oh, sorry. Yeah. No, no. Well, and I think that's a great segue because I think what's so important that we pointed out in the book and that we really recognize is that a lot of times we want to shame or condemn or push aside or ignore whatever you want to, whatever you want to do to these wounded parts of ourselves. Because they usually. Well, it's
1: interesting. I mean, even in the, na- the initial names gave these parts. Right. The they were primarily names were negative, negative names. Right.
0: Because that's how I I saw them so much clear, clearer than the positive attributes. Yes. And so I first gave them these negative names because I, I kind of felt like you're getting in the way of me connecting with people in peace. You know, like um, because my family would kind of point out these things in me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's my sixth part. Oh, get away, Wendy. You know, like, but these parts are just trying their best to help. They're these little children within us that are ill-equipped. We talk about all the time driving a bus and the beloved child should be driving the bus. You know, they're the adult, mature, grounded person. But when it's in the backseat sleeping, the rest of these children are freaking out, trying their best to like steer this thing. They don't even know what they're doing. And so they usually crash and then we get upset with them. It's like, And they're like, I'm just trying to help. Like no one else was here. So we want to honor these parts by seeing what they've tried, to, how they've tried to help us. and But also come alongside and shepherd and mentor, teach, coach, whatever, you know, analogy you want to use to move from that wounded place to the beloved place. Because knowing who we are in God's eyes and how he loves and cares for us and the freedom we have allows us to relax and to know that we have actually what we long for. So for the nine, we long to hear your presence matters. And we know that that's true with God because of all that he has done in and through his son, like we are safe and secure. We are reconciled with him. We have peace and harmony. Yes, we won't have it completely here on earth, but we will one day have it fully. And so when we get to that place and we're like, oh, and he did all this because I mattered to him. You know, then we can kind of stand up strong and assertive and like really give of ourself and how he created us. So I'd love to paint a picture of how my part show up in a beloved sense and see how that's happened for you. So sure. for me as a type nine, again, the wounded child is usually saying, don't assert yourself. Like, don't get out there. And I hid with the Enneagram for probably 14 years ish. Yeah. That's um, right. And just keeping quiet. And actually there was times I had Jeff do presentations and I'm like Wizard of Oz, the wizard in the background, like pulling the strings, like say this <laughs> okay. and say that. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, I did all the presentations.
1: Yeah, we, but we certainly like, created content together, okay. yes.
0: Anyway. Yeah. So, um, and, but so then I just really felt like and there's a story that goes with this, but I had this awakening moment. Like I train people to overlook me. Uh, what And what I permit, I promote. And am I going to continue to do that? And that was like this aha moment. And that's when I decided I'm going to start your Enneagram coach. And we're yeah. just going to do this thing. And there's a lot of background story to that. So when that part of me woke up, what I saw was that, as you know, with your songwriting, there's so many hurdles to overcome. And the nine's like, I'm out. Like, you know, this is too hard. This isn't comfortable. But my sixth part, who is worrying Wendy, becomes either wonderful or warrior Wendy. And she's like, we can do hard things. We can have courage and be brave. Because yeah. the sixes are facing their fears and their anxieties all the time. And they're the most courageous on the Enneagram. So she gives me courage. My three is like, hey, let's get these things done. We can do this. And let's set out a plan, a mission, goals, goals. And accomplish things. And then my one is like, Hey, let's stay grounded and principled. Here's just,
1: when you described the three, I'm like, Oh, that's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> that that <laughs> part of you that's like, I've got to get this done right now, right now, right now. I'm like, no, you don't. There's no, there's no pressure here, but it's- okay. Natalie's I like, know. yes. Yes.
0: Um, and then, so I call her, um, noble Natalie and then, uh, virtuous Victoria Comes online and she's like, here's the right way to do things. I'm going to help and guide you and keep you grounded and principled. And then my eight is like, I've got the strength and the power to plow a path for you, Beth. Like, you can do this. And they get all behind me, Coach Beth, and they help me to accomplish things that, honestly, just me as a type 9 wouldn't want to ever try to accomplish. But with all of them there, they offer me so much more than just being a type nine, which is why we call it more than your number. So how does all of these You
1: didn't mention the name for the other name for Regina.
0: Oh remarkable Regina. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So um I love that. Yeah. So how do your these parts show up in a healthy way to accomplish the things that you're passionate about?
2: Yeah, you know, I feel like I have the the beloved parts of three are definitely like very very focused in my my, in my career and in sleeping at last as a whole i'm very driven like i it's 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 kind of funny i'm i work by myself in terms of like i write and record and do everything in this space on my own and that's that's because it's exactly how i like to do it i know exactly Mm -hmm. what i want to do it's not always pleasant or fun or easy but it um it's it's a very focused like yeah. it's a, uh, I think that that, that could be the, the part of the one and the part of the three that just has, has a mission and I understand it and I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and so when that comes online, it's, it's, it feels great. Like I, I've mm. said, even, um, when I'm in the middle of writing a song, like I'll complain a bunch, but at the same time, it always feels good. Like knowing I couldn't be doing anything more productive than I'm doing yes. right now in terms of like my goals of my career when I'm, you know having a hard time writing or whatever then that's when the the wounded parts of me show up but um and then i think for the for the six path um that beloved version of me is is showing up it's actually interesting in the last few months with with the grief so i like i mentioned Mm -hmm. the anxieties and stuff have been turned up but the the, kind of the beautiful parts of that is that courage the type six that has sort of shown up too i have been horribly terrified of all things Dentists and doctors for my entire adult life, um, to the point where I hadn't gone in in an extremely long time to the dentist, like mm-hmm. extremely long time, like more than more than anyone ever guesses. <laughs> and um, <laughs> part of my dealing with the anxiety that I was feeling about kind of everything was mm-hmm. facing it. And so I ended up like chipping a part of my tooth, and I could have left it alone. It didn't hurt. It was fine. And so I ended up like, it was like my day of dental reckoning. And so I tried to figure out a way to like, I found a dentist in town and I, I got through all of the work that was necessary that was needed for, I'll just tell you, it was 25 years. It was a very long time um, (laughs) of not going. And um, so I, I, it's such a small, like normal adult thing to do. But for me, it felt like this massive mountain and it was, it was courageous for me and it was an act of courage. I also found a, a primary care physician. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I went to my first appointment and like I, I, I have a therapist over this last um, year now. And <clears throat> so there's all these different little little mountains that are just yeah. tiny little hills for anyone else. But for me, that's the that's the beloved part of six that is showing up and saying you can do hard things, as you said. And mm-hmm. um, um, so those, those are the ways that it, those parts and I feel like the, <clears throat> the more principled type 8 has yet to yet to be turned on lately like i feel like it's mm-hmm. it's 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 still mostly uh you know getting frustrated with things that aren't fair <laughs> yes but it yeah. hasn't the beloved part of that i'm trying to think in my in my past Ryan, um
1: do you, do you ever find yeah. that eight part of your heart showing up when you're overlooked like when there's yeah. an injustice in the world that there's passion yeah. and energy
0: but it, sure, instead sort of, of plowing search... over people, it plows a path for you to, to yeah. Be I would heard. say that that's
2: that is true. Um, it gives me it gives me the right the right lane to explore that um, uh, that principled like you know a, a reaction to feeling overlooked. So yeah, I would say that it does show up in that way. It just has yeah. less um, specific paths in the past six months, but. Um, mm-hmm. Before that, I can think of lots of stories where where, yeah. where my, my my beloved eight is is helping me out and protecting me.
0: Yeah,
1: and I, I noticed too that uh, Beth's eightness or eight parts shows up in parenting, uh, plowing a path for, sure. for the kids. Yeah. like yeah. there's there's advocacy when like if she perceives sure. that we're being overlooked, she steps in mm-hmm. to fight.
0: Because I because yeah. I know I can do it with kindness and assertiveness. Yeah. And I'm okay going there because it needs to be done. Now, that's not every single time. There's always some times yeah. where I'm scared. But, um, but yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Brian, we want to honor your time. And I just oh, want to say thank you. you so much for coming. And can you just share with everyone where they can find you, follow you, um, yeah. get your your work
2: that's so sweet. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. This was such a joy and I'm, I'm really honored to get to speak with you guys. Um, yeah. My music is everywhere music is. So Spotify, Apple music is where you can find all of my music, including the Enneagram. Enneagram is part of my Atlas collection, but if you just t- search Enneagram, they should come up. Um, and um, sleepingatlast.com is where, you know, kind of, I, I share news. And, and don't you
0: have, yeah. Don't you have like, do you have like yeah. either a, membership or pay like what what do you have on your website Yeah so I
2: because Atlas and I have a few different series so um the one thing that I work on is called astronomy and that's where I focus on cool things that happen in space kind of on the schedule that they happen in space um so that's mm-hmm. my macro project where I'm just writing mm-hmm. soundtracks for cool space events and then I have Adams which is a newer series of music that is for the micro for the little tiny moments of beauty that I see in my life that I want to write a 1 minute piece of music for mostly instrumental and then so Atlas is the container, it's the human experience of all of the macro and the micro. So that's where the Enneagram lives, that's where my planet mm-hmm. songs live, that's where my um, emotions live, and all the different themes. And so because those are thematic series, um, I've taken different subscriptions over the years. But mostly, you can still subscribe to Atlas, but um, mostly I feel like people just want to hear it on Spotify and Apple Music. You know, like we're it's yeah. such an on-demand world. That I feel yeah, like, but I want uh, people to go know. and
0: support your work. So go oh, sign up, you. subscribe. Um, well, thank I just want to say, much. Brian, thank you so much for just being here. When you when our book comes out, well, here are our nine books. But and you oh, uh, nice. forwarded the type nine. So beautiful,
2: by the way. I love your backdrop. It's <laughs> so, it's so awesome. And then your backdrop, when our as if it's like a wallpaper. But <laughs> your, yeah, yeah, your bookshelf. <laughs> I love um, that wallpaper. Where do I get that? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> when when you see any of my work come out, just know that your music has played in a key part in helping me to stay focused and like dialed in to like the best parts of who I am. So I just want to thank you for showing up. And, and I just hope that all nines out there recognize how important it is for each of us to show up, that we have, that God has given us gifts to bless others. And it's important for us to show up because Ryan, if you didn't show up, we wouldn't have this incredible, beautiful work, for us to enjoy. So again, thank Thank you so much. And I know that you've got to run, but yeah, it's
2: such a a delight Jeff. Thank you so much, Beth. I I really appreciate you guys and the work you're doing. And, um, yeah, it was really, really fun. Thanks for, thanks for letting my music be a a part of the backdrop of your work. That means, that means the world. Absolutely.
0: And I'm sure we'll talk again soon.
2: Yeah. Looking forward to it.
0: Okay. Bye. Bye,
1: guys. Hey, well, thanks, everyone, for joining us today. And be sure to share this episode with all the type nines that you love in your life. And, uh, well, I guess even the nines you don't love. They could all, <laughs> Wake them up. Can <laughs> some, that's so funny to say it that way. But, hey. Uh, we hope this has been helpful for you. And so what you've uh, seen today is in part what it's like to be an Enneagram coaching. And so if you would like to find a coach that's near you or maybe is skilled in areas where you need some help, you can head over to myenneagramcoach.com where you can find one of our certified Enneagram coaches from around the globe. And be sure to pre-order our new book, More Than Your Number, releases on Tuesday, September 20th, uh, wherever books are sold. Matter of fact, be sure to get one for your friends and even those friends you don't like. <laughs> (laughs) fantastic well then make sure to join us next week we're going to have the privilege of interviewing adam young who is the licensed clinical social worker um, but also is uh, the host of the podcast the place we find ourselves it's going to be amazing talking about the enneagram internal profile of the type eight
0: Yeah, that's going to be a special treat. But as always, guys, remember that the Enneagram reveals your need for Jesus, not your need to work harder. It is the gospel that transforms us. Thanks for coming.
1: Thanks, guys.